Ali Bally's Weekly Wheels. Hello and welcome to another edition of Weekly Wheels. I'm Ali Bally. And your co-driver Lorraine is here too. Indeed. On this particular edition, we'll be looking at the new Vauxhall Combo Life. And news from the Koreans from Hyundai and Kia. And also, some groups are talking redundancies, but there's one group seeking new talent to join the 2019 apprenticeship scheme. We'll have details. This is Ali Bally's Weekly Wheels. But first, let's talk dirty. Let's talk dirty cars, okay? Dirty number plates. Yes. You got it? There's so many of them going around at the moment that we've got to do something about it. And GEM Road Safety Officer Neil Worth is on the line at the moment because he's got a bee in his bonnet about it as well. How are you, Neil? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Now... Dirty number plates, is it something that we just deliberately forget about? Or, or what do you think? Why do you not think we keep them clean? I don't think it's a deliberate thing. I think it just goes with washing the car. And, and on a winter's afternoon, it's wet, it's cold and it's miserable. The last thing you want to do is be standing out with a sponge and a bucket and, and clean the car. I, I know that I, I don't want to do that. So that's why it becomes a problem because people just, you know, look at the weather and think, oh, I'll leave that for another day and then don't get around to doing it. Mm. And, of course, it must be a number plate, must be readable and not covered by that. It has to be recognisable, doesn't it, by law? Yeah, that's absolutely right. That's what the law says. Um, it needs to be clean. It needs to be recognisable as a number plate and conform to the, the specific regulations, um, which is why they need to be clean so they can be photographed, basically, um, and identifiable to other road users. Quite a stiff fine, isn't it? £1,000. If it goes to court, it's a thousand pounds. I think if you were stopped by the police today, it would be a hundred pound fixed penalty. So, although it's a thousand pounds, if you if you ended up in front of a magistrate to say, "I've got a dirty number plate and I'm I'm guilty," they could give you a thousand pounds. But as I say, it's a hundred pound fixed penalty, sort of at the roadside. Otherwise, is it something that your organisation would be encouraging drivers to check on a regular basis? You know, you clean your headlights, clean your number plate as well. That's exactly it. It's it's make sure your vehicle's clean, basically. So clean your number plates, make sure your lights are clean, and make sure your windows are clean so you can actually see out of them. Even if you're not washing the car completely, just make sure that those key areas are clean um, and you should be okay. Now, we're hearing, uh, going away from that for just a, a second or two, we're hearing uh, weather warnings coming in that we may be getting some snow and ice and it's going to get very, very cold. Let's have a look with, with your experience at some of the road conditions that we may face then, Neil. Um, let, let's look at one that's off Nymast, and I don't know if I'm getting the right explanation. What is black ice? <laughs> so, So black ice is just basically ice that forms across the road surface. Uh, it's it's called black ice because you can't see it. And the first indication that you'll have that you're on a patch of black ice is that the car will behave differently and the controls won't necessarily respond as they should do. It's very scary. I've had it once when I came off the road totally. But it is it's a very, how can I describe it's, it's a light feeling, isn't it? It feels you're, you're not in control at all. Yeah, absolutely. So the steering certainly will, will feel very light and unresponsive, um, and that's where you can end up in a sort of a skid situation if you're not very careful. What can you do then to prevent any accidents then? So slow down is the first uh, and most obvious sort of answer to that, but not, not braking. If you 
think you're in ice, the last thing to do is put your foot on the brakes. You just need to come off the gas, maybe go through the gears and slow down that way. The last thing you want to do is put your foot on the brake uh, and lock up your wheels because then you will end up in a skid. Um, and so the next thing to sort of realise is that most modern cars have got a temperature gauge in the car that will give you the air temperature. So if the air temperature is zero, then you're potentially looking at a surface temperature on the road of two or three degrees below that. So you're looking at minus figures. So that's an indication that there may very well be ice on the roads, certainly on untreated surfaces. Is there a, a different time of the day or night or that, that you're more likely to get black ice, Neil? It, I think it depends on the, the prevalent temperatures. Obviously, um, during the daytime, if the sun's out, then it's going to be less than it would be uh, sort of late evening or, or early morning. So it sort of coincides with rush hour, really. Um, certainly morning rush hour that you might find more of it. Uh, again, depending on how strong the sun is and, and whereabouts the sun can get to. So where we are, um, we're in uh, the forest, so there's lots of trees, so there will be places where the sun won't reach all day during the winter. So those sort of areas under trees, uh, in shadow, you might find that there will be ice there and it will stay there throughout the day, again, depending on the temperature. It's very easy to miss it, though. I look out the bedroom window in the morning and think, well, there's no white frost, everything's fine. Get in the car and then you slide all the way out the drive. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And that's that's the risk of it. So that's where you need to um, look at the prevailing air temperature in the car and think, oh, maybe there is ice, maybe there, uh, I need to slow down, I need to take a little bit of extra care. Some good advice, both about the, the number plates and the, the winter driving, which we're going to have to watch uh, over the next few weeks anyway. Neil, for the moment, thank you very much indeed for joining us and giving us your advice. And we look forward to talking to, talking to you in another uh, particular podcast that we do. Thank you. No problem. Neil Worth, who's the road safety officer for the breakdown organisation and road safety organisation, GEM Motoring Assist. This is Ali Bally's Weekly Wheels. And Lorraine and I have been driving. We were very lucky to get invited to the Vauxhall Combo Life launch. Uh, interesting because I wasn't sure what I was going to expect. I wasn't sure what I was expecting. That's what I mean. No. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. I do. And, and you walk out to the car park and think, hmm, it's not going to win wars for style. No, or performance either. No, it's not the speediest. I think it was about 0 to 62 and something like 12 seconds. And that's um, when it wasn't laden. And right. clearly it's meant for tradesmen who are laying, who are laying it down with tools and things. Mm. So, yeah, performance wasn't fantastic, but absolutely adequate. Versatile and practical. What more can I say? Well, I caught up with uh, Simon Hucknell from Vauxhall and I asked him a couple of questions to start with. Who uh, was it aimed at and what was the reason behind it? Well, it's aimed at it's a family vehicle, a very utilitarian, very functional, very practical family vehicle. Um, we um, we used to have the Safira Tora, which was our, our sole seven-seater uh, offering in the range. Safira Tora has now um, ceased production, so now we, we can offer this option, which is actually more versatile than the Safira Tora was as well. Um, so it's aimed at families, squarely aimed at families. It has um, the ability, and this is quite unique in this segment, um, to offer three Isofix um, seats, uh, 
seat fixings uh, on the second bench, so you can get three child seats mm. across the second. I mean, that's a terrific that is, advantage yeah, yeah, for yeah. families. Absolutely. Um, obviously, family of uh, very efficient engines, so we I, I either offer the 1.5 diesel or a little 1.2 um, three-cylinder engine as well. Both really efficient. They meet all the latest regulations a year ahead of um, actually the, the, those regulations being mandated. Um, so really efficient, very economical, very versatile. As you say, it's it's a car that will take all the family, really. I can see that from driving it. And I would think it could also lean towards um, someone who needs this for business but can also quickly convert back to, to a family car. Yeah, I mean, it, it has the capability. For example, if you're, if you're doing a... Uh, I'm not sure whether I can I can mention a, a, a brand here, but if you were going to the, do the Corporate, weekend yes. IKEA trip, uh, you had something which was really super long, um, but you also had passengers as well. In the seven-seater version of this, you can fold all the seats down on one side, including the front passenger seat. You can fold them all forward. You can get something really, really long in here, and then you can still take your passengers home as well. So it has that kind of dual purpose to it, which is really important for this market. Okay, now looking at it uh, from here, the storage space was also something that really grabbed us when we were driving it because there's tons of it. Yeah, well, actually, up to 28 space depending upon the specification of the of the um the combo life you can have up to 28 storage spaces and some of those believe me are large enough to to accommodate a very small child <laughs> hidden hiding spaces which uh, children love of course and and again um the the height of the car from the road what i enjoyed was the driving position again it was it was it's not one because i'm mostly used to driving uh, lower cars i i enjoyed that driving position it is, and, and you also have the raised uh, gear lever as well, so everything falls to hand uh, very naturally. Uh, lots of great visibility as well. Quite an upright screen, um, very high, prominent front, so it's, very, it's a very easy vehicle to place while you're parking it. You can see the extremities, and it's quite a, because it's, it's quite a square vehicle, quite high, when you look out the back, you don't need parking sensors or anything because you can actually see the extent mm. of the vehicle. Mm. So very, very practical. Then, of course, you've got all the infotainment system as well, so it has what you would expect in a, in a modern car. It's got um, capability to, um, um, to, to link with your phone, so you've got Android Auto, Apple CarPlay, so you can, play, you can stream all your music through the system. Um, and then the option of um, sat-nav built into the system as well. And attractively priced. Yes, uh, starting price is 19,610. That's for the 1.2 petrol um, in the standard wheelbase, which we have here today. Um, and then that rises up to uh, 21, just over 21,000 for the energy model, which is the, the upper trim. Simon Hucknell from the Vauxhall Press Office talking about the new Vauxhall Combo Life and very much, as we were saying there, aimed at someone who can possibly be working during the day and turn it into a family car uh, in the evenings or at the weekends. I think the, the luxury of having a van for your work and a family car are gone for lots of families these days. So this one can really combine both of these things together. And I like the rear sliding doors too. As Simon was saying there, it have three kids' seats in the back. And the worst thing about having kids in the back is they open the doors in car parks 
with no concern for anybody else or your doors. They fling them to the car next door, damaging theirs and damaging yours as well. Sliding doors are the way ahead for kids in the back. Good, good thoughts. <laughs> uh, practical, yes. It's quite economical as well, actually. I think that they, they go about 67.3 miles per gallon, which is actually all right. That's excellent, too. isn't it? Pretty really good. good. The seven-seater, I think, is quite good. That starts from 21,710, I think. Um, again, giving you that extra space if you need it. So, good enough car, absolutely right for and adequate for families and for tradesmen. Okay, we'll watch that one with interest. Just hitting the roads now, Vauxhall Combo Life. I was mentioning earlier if you're uh, if you've got some young person in the family who enjoys uh, the world of motoring. Uh, there's a wide range of areas, including maintenance, engineering, IT and business available in the BMW Group Apprenticeship. That's taking place. Young people with a passion for a career in the automotive industry are being encouraged now to apply for an apprenticeship place at BMW's Group Manufacturing Operations across the UK. Yes, they may end up uh, away from home, but you just never know what might be available on their doorstep. The news comes at an important and fairly exciting time for the BMW Group as it leads its way in the electromobility sphere and gears up for the debut of the first electric Mini, which comes a little later this year. So if you know of someone who is interested, full entry requirements, visit the following link, all the W's, bmwgroup.jobs forward slash UK. Now, entries are open until the 13th of March, but early applications are advised and the apprenticeships actually start in August this year. So once again, that website, if you know someone who's interested in uh, getting more details on that, bmwgroup.jobs forward slash UK. I was speaking earlier about um, Korean cars. Now, 10 years ago, Ali, if you said you owned a Korean car, either a Kia or a Hyundai, People wouldn't be particularly impressed, would they, really, when you think about it? But nowadays, I think they're up there amongst some of the best manufacturers. In fact, Hyundai has achieved a record 3.8% share of the UK new car market last year, which is pretty good for them, given all the ways the car's going at the moment, the UK market's going down. So for them to go up, it's a really, really good, impressive mm. record, I think. So good for them. And the new car they've got coming out, which I find really, really nice, is the i30 Fastback N. Now, I like the i30 car anyway, it's a lovely, but the, the N is the performance version of it. Right. Really, really nice. It's the first five-door hot coupe in the C segment and combines the sophisticated, elegant design of the i30 Fastback with all the performance and fun-to-drive characteristics of the N. The N power. Fantastic. Now, it starts from a smidgen under £30,000. So again, although they're creeping up to the popularity... The prices are always creeping up with um, Kia and uh, Hyundai as well. But much better made, much better built. The insides are much better as well. So it, it warrants the, the price hike, I think, anyway. Not sure okay. what you think about Hyundai. No, uh, I, I, they're a well-made car. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, you're right. The reputation over the years has just grown and grown and grown. And uh, they've been... On the podium at the uh, Car of the Year Awards many times, so well done to them as well. And and you're right, when we're hearing so many bits of bad news coming out of the motoring industry with redundancies and the way it's going to go, etc., uh, throughout this year, they're, they're, they're sort of, everybody's pulling in their belt, so it's good to have a, a move. And Kia are in the same situation, they're absolutely they? the same. Yeah. Their, their sales are up in the UK car market as well, and their total sales were 95,764 in 2018, which is fantastic. What's their best-selling car? Sportage? Absolutely, spot on. Next one. 
Picanto as right. well. Yep. Really, and the seed, the, the all new seed is a fantastic looking car as well. So they've got three or four in the top five. So I think they're doing really, really well at the moment. And of course, the Stinger was one of our particular favourites. Still my favourite car yeah. on the road. The my favourite car that I yeah. drove last year, actually. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely, I'd, I'd go we along agree with that. on something. Well, this is unusual. So early in the year, <laughs> and we agree. Listen, that's it. Time's up for us. Thank you very much indeed Thank for you, joining Ali. me, Lorraine. And we'll be back with another podcast fairly soon. Ali Bally's Weekly Wheels podcast. Like, share, and subscribe.